Welcome back. I'm Donna, and this is Postpartum Talks. Today, I just want to share with you a little more about my own personal story about emotional abuse after being married for more than 30 years to someone who I 100% thought would be there by my side based on my desire to feel the need to have a family of husband, mother, and children. So um, my purpose in sharing this is for you new moms and families out there. I want you to know it is your responsibility as parents with that new beautiful baby that you just took the time to birth into this world. You raised that child inside of you for almost a year. You fed yourself, you rested, you took all this time to care. You're listening to this postpartum podcast to encourage yourself even further. How much more are you planning to train your child to trust their gut feeling? So the reason this is important is because by us keeping quiet, by us silencing our voice, we are you become useless. We become asleep. We become harmful to ourselves, and we allow others to harm us. So my um, scripture that I want to share with you first is Sirach. Sirach 41 verse 14. It says, my children, keep discipline in peace for wisdom that is hid and a treasure that is not seen. What profit is in them both? That was Sirach 41 verse 14. We as parents are to teach our children discipline. And it says in peace. Um, and, you know, I'm going to take that with understanding of how I understand it to me based on my lifestyle. Um, peace. We're not there to train our child constantly in arguing, hating, fighting, yelling, screaming, spanking, time out, sitting down, going out, walking, slamming doors. That is not an atmosphere where you need to teach your child how to behave, how to be corrected. So there's certain things that we as parents, we need to do, and we want to do it when they're younger. We don't want to wait till they're older. We don't want to feel so busy that we neglect our children because we're not teaching them certain things that are part of their survival skills, their survival aspect. Uh, my story is about me not speaking up for myself because I did not fight in my own voice to trust myself. I submitted easily to my parent who later on allowed um, their belief system to encourage me to continue that path once I became married. And I took it even to another level by completely keeping my inner voice quiet. I did that because I had this need to have a family. I had this need to want to have a, a father, mother, sister, brother, and dog in the home for whatever the reason. So um, I am not blaming my ex for his behavior. Yes, it was 100% wrong against me. Yes, someone took advantage of me. Yes, I had an opportunity many times to walk away. Why wouldn't I walk away from a 30-something-year marriage if I saw all of the terrible steps coming and I did nothing? So this is where that gut feeling comes from. And you have permission to live and breathe and do this. And no human on this whole earth, I don't care who they are, has the right to tell you you can't. You don't have that right. 
So when we give it over, that's how people can take advantage and abuse you. So we're talking about emotional some abuse. I'm not going to give any clinical diagnosis or um, definitions. I'm not doing that today. Tonight, I'm just um, sharing with you um, part of my reasoning of wanting you as parents to train your children, make them aware Tell them things in a peaceful way, in a peaceful atmosphere, because you want to tell things to children when it's calm. You don't want to wait till the, the storm is floating around for them to learn how to um, do things, how to turn on a flashlight, how to use an umbrella, how to, you know, stay out of, of, of hell. You want to teach these steps before the problem arises. So in the time of peace, this is where you want to discipline your children, correcting them. I would very much um, understand why parents don't. They don't always know themselves. They don't know what's going on. I am not a new parent. Um, I've been parenting for more than 30-something years. I So I grew up totally different than many of the younger moms now. Um, viewpoints may be 100% different. But I am aware and I, um, you know, I work with other moms, young like you maybe, and I'm understanding so I think with the, the age gaps, the cultures, the countries, the roles that we choose to take, these all can help or harm more into abusive relationships. Emotional abuse only happens, um, it only happened because I allowed it to happen. And once I allowed that to happen, my husband was able to take complete control over the situation once he, his purpose was um, accomplished. So because I trusted him and that's what he wanted, my trust, once he won my trust 100%, that's when he turned and became another person who I never knew. And that's where the emotional abuse came through. Um, but it started way before that. And it started on our first time we met. When we met, uh, we were introduced to each other and I went my way. We were not introduced for dating. We were not introduced for anything else. It just happened. We were in the room and um, people introduced us together. That was it. Um, and when I met him, I did not like him. I did not like him because I felt he was arrogant and prideful and mean. That was my first feelings about him. So why did I feel that way? We never really had a conversation. We didn't really talk. But you know what? He never changed he just learned to mask it by pressing himself on me, by calling me constantly. Once he finally did get my number, he called me constantly. He gave me gifts constantly. He walked me, talked me, picked me up. Everything was just so programmed. He liked almost everything I liked. My family adored him. His family adored him. So of course, wow, you know, only one or two family members were able to recognize something's not right here. This person's moving way too fast. Eventually, we did get married within that first year of meeting, and we stayed married up until last year. So that was from 1989 to 2022, you know, and I think, wow, that's pretty interesting. <laughs> anyway, um, I want to share this with you because I want you to know one, as a postpartum doula, I take, I don't, I don't want to say take care of families, but I want to encourage families to take care of themselves, learn to identify signs when you're not 
being taken care of or when you're allowing someone to do something to you, to say things to you in a way you don't like. Use your voice and say, no, I don't like that. We don't have to start yelling or screaming or hating. If people respect you, they will respect you. If they don't respect you, they won't listen to you. And that's when you draw the line. Now, suppose you are in a situation where right now you just had a baby. What are you going to do? Are you just going to get out the bed and walk away? I don't know your intense level. I don't know how you're being treated. But if someone was um, is not respecting your boundaries, your um, safety issues, your emotional care, and it's constant, 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 constant about their needs over your needs, that is not a healthy relationship. I um, would encourage you to seek some counsel from a professional just to hear some feedback on what their suggestion would be. If you're in a really bad situation now and you're not sure what to do, if someone is harming you or you don't feel safe or you feel threatened, um, you can call 911. Um, there's also a number 211. 211 that you can call here in the States and let them know your situation. And they tend to, um, they will reconnect you with a number or a person who is in that area of interest for you. So I hope none of you are having to experience any of this. I hope all of you are doing well and your support is wonderful. Um, but I just want you to know it is your job as a parent to teach your child to trust their instinct. And we can do that when we're disciplining them. If you're telling your child, no, you can't have something. And they're like, I want it. I have a desire to eat that. And I really want 10 pounds of candy. And you know, logically, okay, that's not going to be a meal I need to give you, nor is it going to be healthy for you to eat that much candy at one time. So there is where you make the decision. And I think sometimes you, this is what I found out as parents, we can tell our children with love, with peace. We don't have to raise our voice. We don't have to scream at them. We don't have to hate on them, but we can't talk to them and let them know you will be going to bed around this time. Give them a little prep warning, a little prep time to get their brain refocused to know I have to stop playing with my toys in about 10 minutes. So 10 minutes, he may have no timeline, but he's going to remember that mommy's going to take my toys, you know, and you will come back and you will try to remind the child, 10 minutes is up. Let me help you with your toys. Are you ready now? Many times kids will not want to put their toy blocks away and they'll kick them all over the place and cry. Or because maybe you had time and you were disciplining them, you trained them and you know their gut feeling is telling them, I don't want to give you my toys. Here's where wisdom comes in that because your response can encourage that child to always feel they need to speak up about how they feel. And also your response can teach them how not to speak up, how to be um, passive, how to just sit there and take it and let you take my toys and do nothing. So again, um, our, we have a creator created us. We have um, directions, some instructions on how to live in this world a healthy way. Train your child. And you can train the child by reading the Bible to them. But again, that book, Sirach, is um, a verse to remind us not to hide this. This is why I wanted to share it with you. I don't want anyone else having to experience emotional abuse because they thought, I don't want anyone in my business. I don't want people to know what was going on in my life. I don't want this. I don't want, well, I am not um, on stage here. 
I do um, enjoy this podcast and it is a platform, but it's a platform for me to use to help those of you who are listening. And so I don't feel I have the right to be so afraid of you to share with you something that I went through where I feel it can benefit you. Okay. I'm, you know, I'm, we're not playing victim here. It's not about, Oh, woe is me. Help me. That's not the idea. The idea that I want to present to you is here I am. I want to share this with you because this was important to me to make sure no woman has to go through this. Second, by me keeping quiet and not discussing this is harmful to many more families, many more children that will grow up and try to figure this out, many more women or men that will be struggling with the after effects of having someone betray them in so many levels, and also the effect of people that are, have the opportunity to start listening to their voice. And that's something you can do at any age, any time, any day, and you can always start right now. You can repent and say, I'm sorry, I didn't trust you. I did not trust you, meaning you did not trust yourself. And acknowledge to yourself, you know, this is a body that you gave me. I acknowledge that and ask for help and direction. Please send help and understanding to me. So we have the authority to do many things. None of us are powerless. I don't care what the situation you're in. You are still capable because you will listen to your voice. Now, we should always have good friends, good people in our lives to remind us when we're going off the deep end. You know, we don't want to go having jello, um, jello pudding snacks, um, candy, 10 pounds of candy every day for breakfast and say, no, I really just, I just had an urge to have some um, candy, 10 pounds of it. I got to eat it. Wait a minute. When we're looking to do something and it's our gut feeling, but we're being harmful, it's not your gut feeling. So you need to start developing that, start understanding what that means. As mothers, you will learn this for some of you new mommies. When your child is walking around, you are still kind of connected to your child because the child was connected to you for a year. You will know if that child is crying. You, before he cries, you will know that no matter where you are in your home, you will begin to know that. And here's something, if you're a nurse, if you're breastfeeding and you um, already, your baby has, your milk has regulated itself and you're not in the room with your newborn, but your body will know that newborn is crying because you will have that um, feeling in your breast that milk is about to be released. And then the next five minutes or less, you will hear your baby crying. We have connections. We want to make sure we are in tune with that so that we are aware of what's going on within our life. Emotional abuse. Some of the signs that I had going on was the first feeling, first day meeting. I ignored it. Then I had one or two, um, the two more after that. The third one was when I wanted to break up with him due to the fact that I did not like the feeling. And I spoke to a parent, my parent, and I told them this and I told him, I don't like, something's not right. I don't feel right with this person. I feel like they're trying to control me. Mind you, my parent did not ask questions. Again, different time frame. So maybe if you're under 30, you may feel, wow, that's not right. This is, we have all, each generation changes on how they're practicing tips because they get wiser. They become more aware. They realize such and such is not as important as this and that. Maybe we could learn to pay attention to do better. So we, we're not going to look to blame, 
but parents have the responsibility to train their children so their children can grow up to be strong and healthy um, people that are functioning in this earth to help themselves and others. So that was one thing when I um, started to deny my personal voice to satisfy someone who I really, really cared for. And they used it to their betterment. Um, my parent did not listen to me because my relatives, my um, again, my parent, their uh, my my in-laws, they were all so, no, that's okay. Basically, those are just little nuggets. You guys have time to work all of that out. You good, you're good. You can still continue your relationship and get married, you know, by the end of the year, whatever time you want to move on with this. Well, that did not teach me how to be attentive to my voice. And because I was still a lot younger than I am today, I never really developed that. So I ended up, um, always constantly taking care of my ex-husband's emotions because he used them when I was on my way to a dance performance. Just before I was going to go leave the home, he stopped in front of me. Oh, I don't feel, you know, complaining. I don't know. I don't think we're going to get there. Like bringing all this negative conversation, but negative energy, negative behavior, frowning face, the eyebrows turning downward, um, Lips hanging to the side, no emotion other than that, no no talking, just dragging themselves. And that was one. Another time was when, um, you know, we were talking and he entered the room and I don't speak Spanish that fluently. Well, I shouldn't say that fluently. I don't speak Spanish. Um, I understand it. But a few years ago, I, I did not speak Spanish at all. And um, he knew that for many years. By that time, we left one state to come to another state. And he came home, you don't even know Spanish, just disgusted with everything about me. And I, that was very hurtful to hear because that was the beginning of another level because it was intensifying. Um, so stay dormant for, well, I won't say stay dormant. I just was not paying attention to the signs because I thought maybe the person is having a bad day. Maybe they're this. And I got used to that because it was a pattern, the same pattern, the same pattern. So we want to be aware. You see things happening. Stop partaking in it. Why did I stay so long, 30-something years in a marriage? Why would someone do that? Well, the point is you don't have to do anything. You know, marriage is is to be encouraged. When two people that respect it, um, if they don't respect it, then it's not a marriage. If they are running around flirting with people or or committing adultery or doing harm against you, lying on you, trying to take things from you, stealing from you, um, tarnishing things that are yours, your reputation, your name, your life, just trying to do everything they could to, to harm you. Why would you want to stay with someone like that? Well, the reason I stayed was because I was still trying to keep my security of having a family together. So for me, my weakness was looking to have a family and this person was aware of that so they can perform the task of what was um, considered a, a parent. You know, they provide the food, the, the clothes, the shelter. Um, but when it came to support, it was, it was, there was none there. It was diff It was like talking to a wall sometimes, even though they were talking, there was never real emotion or real identity of this person. So that's another thing. It was hidden 
And I didn't speak up about that. So this took many years. I did not speak up about the fact that the personality was like a chameleon um, because it was always changing based on who was in the room, based on who was the, the most important person to them at that time. They would mimic them, copy them, um, be like them. And if they left the room for one second, one day, or if you never saw them, if they were the popular person that people respected and they were around, that's who they did everything like. So, you know, you see these things, we see what's going on, but if we're not acting it out, if we're hiding these bad behaviors with someone that you live with and they're harming you by trying to tear you down with their words, their actions, their lies, it's, it's ridiculous. We don't need to do that. And it's ridiculous that we think it's okay because other people encourage us to do this. Um, maybe people wish they could do better. What I found towards the end was many of the people who I thought were encouraging about our marriage really were only encouraging because of him, because of the same reason I was. It appeared to be someone who cared. So I don't blame them. I understand they're doing it. They may see me in the light that he has portrayed me as because he lied against me once I was aware of what was going on. And he started to do that sneakily. So I never knew what was going on. So it's a, a tactic that works for people who have intentions to harm someone. They have planned their, their plan out and that's fine. But the greater part of all of this, the most important part of all of this situation that I came out of with this divorce was what motivated me to even go about doing, um, signing off on these papers, finishing this up, was when I realized I don't need someone to define my family. I don't need someone to define if I'm happy being me. And so once I got over that point of needing to have this image of a family, this image of a world that I thought was, was the only way to do something, I recognized I don't have that concern about me. So now I have joy. And one thing also, I do use my voice now. I do use my inner gut. I do trust God to direct me and guide me. And, you know, it wasn't hard because I already, I used to do that. Um, what was hard was recognizing that I allowed someone into my space who I didn't want in my space, but because they portrayed themselves um, as an angel of light, they really were not. Um, so I don't want you parents to think that it's up to your child to pick their relationships. It's up to you to train your child to choose wisely, to know when to trust their heart, and to also not take advantage or force themselves or think it's somebody else's job to be their mother all day or to be their father all day. Now, we as parents, we have the, the child that we have has a mother and a father. If you're fortunate and you have both of them there to help train this child, then you both need to do your job right because you can help this world continue to be beautiful or you can destroy it by allowing a person who is um, weaker, more hateful or needy or whatever it is I and my husband were. To, to be in a relationship that is not healthy and in the end is harmful. It's harmful to everyone because many of you know being married, it represents the community. We're not here to destroy anybody, nor are we here to allow someone to destroy us. 
It is your job to discipline your child in peace before trouble comes. It's also wisdom. You should not hide it. And you don't hide a treasure if you don't, if you want people to find it. There are things that you should be doing. Okay, you can give someone a treasure map all you want to, but if they can never find that treasure, what good is it? All right. So um, we are here as adults to learn how to trust our own self, our own life. We are not perfect, which is why I seek um, God every day. I read this Bible every day, the scriptures. And I was doing this before, but I actually gave that space, even from me looking to God, to start depending on um, a person, which was at the time my husband. But it did take many years. And when it took me about almost 15, no, about 14 years for me to actually make the decision to leave. And the only reason was I was concerned about the younger children and the effect it would have on them. But one thing I understand if mommy is not happy in a relationship because it's not healthy, how the heck is that going to be healthy for my kids? Also, God did not allow us to be born into this world to be oppressed, misused, abused, degraded, destroyed by anyone. So please recognize the signs of emotional abuse. You can look up, look it up on the internet I'm sure you'll find something, but just make sure you recognize, trust your gut. It is okay. Um, there are guidelines, read the scriptures, because none of us wants to go home with 10 pounds of candy in one night. Anyway, I want to say thank you for taking the time to listen in. If this was a little odd for you, I just felt there was a need to um, share as parents. We want to be responsible with our children, and we also want to listen to our children. Never give your child, um, never put your child's feelings aside if they tell you they're uncomfortable with someone. This is very important because children do not need to be taken advantage of, even as a child nor as an adult. So we all have a voice, we all have a gut feeling, and we all have a creator. Let's make use of those um, tools so we can be a stronger nation as a, a world and stand up for what's right. And that is being, I think, a good human being on this earth. And when you love, love with all your heart, don't hold back, but don't forget to love your first too, yourself too. You all have a beautiful evening. Blessings to all of you. And remember, make good choices, enjoy your day, and enjoy your new little one. Hello, welcome. You have just stopped in on the podcast of Post Bottom Talks. Welcome mommies, welcome women, welcome families. I am Donna, your host. Today I will be sharing with you about stretch marks. What are they? How do we deal with them? And do they ever go away? Please stay tuned as we discuss more about stretch marks.